I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good morning, everyone. This is Boyd Matheson. I am the opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you on Inside Sources here on a Monday. Uh, those of you who are just tuning in, uh, we will be with you Monday through Thursday, uh, right here from 11 to noon, and taking you behind the scenes on uh, a host of issues, both here locally and nationally, uh, trying to get you the inside sources and uh, all that you need uh, to move forward in a in a positive way. So we're going to do a couple of things today uh, during this hour. It's uh, it's a very fast 60 minutes uh where we're going to hit all the important things of the day. We're not going to chase the news of the day. We're actually going to get into a little more of an elevated conversation. And uh, my job uh, on this program is to connect the dots, uh, to challenge the current thinking. We want to look at things a little bit differently. We want to elevate the dialogue and avoid all the divisive rhetoric that's out there uh, and really get to the things that matter most, give you a little different perspective, not only behind the scenes, but uh, we want to make sure we're focusing on the real issue of the day. So often, especially in our political circles, uh, we're chasing a lot of shiny objects. We're chasing issues that really aren't the most important issue. So we want to break those down. And most of all, I want to help you make sense of the news, make the news make sense for you. Uh, and as always, uh, we will be looking to what do we do about this? What, uh, how does this impact our lives, our communities, our families? And what can we do to, to be just a little better in, in a host of different things? Uh, so on tap for today, uh, we've been talking a lot on KSL News Radio all morning today about uh, the election tomorrow. And I will just start off with a big reminder to everyone that if you are going to mail in your ballot today uh, for this election, you do have to mail it in today. It's got to be postmarked today. Uh, you can go to uh, vote. Utah.gov if you have any question about any kind of polling location or where you can drop things off. And we're going to have the uh, two candidates for Salt Lake City Mayor uh, will join us today. Aaron Mendenhall will join us at 1120, and then uh, Senator Luz Escamilla will join us at 1135 today. We also have some big news uh, coming out of the University of Utah. We, we talk a lot about mental health in this state. And uh, a big announcement today, a big donation uh, from the Huntsman family uh, for a uh, focus on mental health. So we'll break that down as we get to the uh, last few minutes of the program today. Uh, but as we begin this program and this extended edition of Inside Sources, again, the new time slot uh, for Inside Sources with me, Boyd Matheson, 11 to noon. And uh, this is the place for you to come to, to get that insight 
And what I want you as a listener to be thinking about as we go through the program every day is, number one, how does this apply to me? How does it apply to to your job, to your family, to your neighborhood, your community? How does it apply to you? And then the second question is really the most important question with any information that we get, and that is, what am I going to do about it? What action can I take? What can I implement? What can I do a little bit different than maybe I, I have in the past? And so we'll talk about those kinds of things, get to that kind of actionable solution as we go along. And as always, uh, I want you to weigh in. I want to know what you're thinking about, uh, what your perception is of uh, the news of the day and what's happening And so I will invite you, as always, to weigh in on the conversation through the Utah Community Credit Union text line. You can text your comments in to 57500. Again, 57500, Utah Community Credit Union text line. Always want to know what's on your mind, what you're seeing, what you're thinking, and uh, what's happening in your neck of the woods. So uh, we'll let you weigh in on that. Uh, Also, you can uh, leave us a voicemail. Uh, and we'll go through those on air as we go through the days, uh, 801-575-7668. And wherever you are, whether you are uh, listening uh, in your car, whether you're on your computer, uh, you also want to make sure you get the KSL News Radio app uh, powered by Any Hour Services so that you are never uh, far away from uh, commentary and inside sources and the inside scoop on what's happening day in and day out. So those are just some of the things that we're going to attack uh, each day. Uh, I wanted to share with you as we begin, uh, we've been going through this great process, and this is a uh, a great collaboration uh, here on Inside Sources. Uh, obviously, I have my role as the opinion editor at the Deseret News and uh, always down here with our friends at KSL News Radio, and uh, this is a, a great alliance. It brings a great strength to the community in terms of the, the rigors of journalism, uh, elevated thought and strategy and, and ideas. Uh, and how do we just do things a little bit better? How do we follow that Utah model that we often talk about uh, in a way that uh, is not only great for us here in the state, but is a great model for the nation in terms of how we could do things just a little bit better or a little bit different? Uh, so we're going to hit all of those things as we go through uh, inside sources uh, as we come here every day from 11 to noon. And again, if you're just joining us, uh, expecting to hear Dave and Deb, Dave and Deb are still here 9 to 11 every day. Uh, Tim and Amanda get you kicked off in the morning, uh, and then we'll have uh, some more exciting news as we go on about the afternoon programming here at KSL. And as always, uh, Jeff Kaplan will get you home. Uh, I, I think Jeff Kaplan is like air traffic control. He's like, here's the news. Here's what you need to know. Here's what's important. I'm going to get you home safe with news, traffic, and weather, and I'm going to get you home smart with all the important news of the day. Uh, so it's a it's a real thrill for me to be part of this uh, KSL team as well as my role at the Deseret News. And so we're, we're looking forward to some great, great things ahead. And we invite you and your family and your friends to join us every day from 11 to noon to be part of the conversation, be part of the, the dialogue. Uh, really, we're, we're looking for higher ground uh, on a host of issues. Uh, we can look at the screens here in the studio, and uh, most of what we see is a, a lot of rhetoric, a lot of divisiveness, uh, a lot of distractions, and not a lot of people focused on the people's business and what it is that needs to happen to make the country just a little bit better uh, and make our country just a little bit more secure. So we're going to do that. We're going to have the the inside sources in terms of guests uh, that we have in. And as always, we'll be respectful 
but uh, everyone will get a fair shake. Nobody gets a free pass. We will ask the hard questions because part of what I believe is it's not about having just a, a big kumbaya moment. That's not what this program is about. Uh, we can disagree. Uh, we're just going to disagree better. We're going to have better conversations, more elevated conversations. And, and when we disagree, it'll be okay uh, because we'll understand why we disagree. And we'll recognize that uh, oneness is not sameness, that it's our diversity uh, that really gives us strength. You know, what, one of the great lessons I learned this year was from the Reverend Amos Brown, uh, who is the pastor at the historic Third Baptist Church in San Francisco. He, uh, uh, he is someone that I have learned so much from. Met him back at the NAACP uh, National Convention in Detroit, Michigan. And as we were having a conversation, he he just launched into this beauty. It was like a sermon uh, right in the middle of the hall uh, saying that, you know, America at its best is not a melting pot. And I, and I immediately thought, wait a minute, wait a minute, where are you going with this? And he said, no, we're not a melting pot. We're a salad bowl. And, and while I'm normally anti-salad, uh, I had to agree because we are at our best. When we value the diversity, we let everyone bring their uniqueness to the table. And that's the kind of conversations we want to have on this program every day from 11 to noon is we're going to have salad bowl conversations. We're going to value the diversity of thought and experience and opinion uh, and do it in a way that elevates everybody and gives everyone a view from just a little bit higher up. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside for our first commercial break. When we come back, we will be joined by Aaron Mendenhall, candidate for Salt Lake City Mayor. So stay with us. This is Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News, right here on Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. We'll be right back. Ah, uh, shopping. Don't you just love shopping? Yes, I'll take those in black, brown, and chartreuse. The fashion, the excitement, the sales. On sale? I'll take three. But do you know who loves shopping even more than you? Of course you can start a fitting room for me. The woman who opened a credit card in your name. Oh, here's my card. Just put it all in there. You should have had power-protected checking from Security Service Federal Credit Union with 24-7 identity theft protection to alert you if your personal information has been compromised. And now she's heading to the jewelry counter. Uh, can someone stop that woman? Make sure your identity is protected. Get power-protected checking from Security Service Federal Credit Union. You can't do today without it. Insured by NCUA. Restrictions apply. Credit monitoring provided by TransUnion. Recovery services provided by InfoArmor, Inc. Visit ssfcu.org slash protect. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. This is Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio today. It is election eve. Uh, it is here. Hard to believe that it is here. Uh, we are very pleased to be joined in studio by Aaron Mendenhall, candidate for mayor. Uh, thanks for joining us. My pleasure every time. Thanks for having me. Uh, you've you've almost made it to the end. Yes. <laughs> and so this is uh, where we're going to give both candidates today the opportunity for for final arguments. But before we get to final arguments, uh, I want to ask you a, a couple of questions that are maybe just a little different. Uh, I'm not going to ask you about clean air or the inland port <laughs> or uh, a host of other things that you're probably very tired are you of talking you've about. Heard too much from us about those issues. <laughs> I, I I think I know everyone's opinion on most of those things. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I want to ask a couple of different questions because I, I often think that uh, 
as citizens, we often say, well, you know, if I could only ask the candidate this or that. Mm-hmm. And I often think it's actually more important the questions we ask ourselves as citizens uh, before we cast a vote. And so I'm going to ask you a couple of the questions that I, that I often ask of citizens is what kind of feel do you get from a candidate? Uh, so the first question uh, for you is uh, what's the most surprising thing you learned during the course of this campaign? About my city? Mm-hmm. I... I don't know uh, that it's surprising, but the most poignant thing that I learned is how uh, very much Salt Lake City residents want to deal with the issues that we experience here. And some of the topics in air quality you mentioned, infrastructure is one. These are ongoing through mayoral election after mayoral election. Um, but the homeless crisis right now, for example, and the affordable housing crisis that we're in, Salt Lakers don't want to kick the can down the road. Yeah. They want a mayor. They want city leadership who has a vision of how we're actually going to make things better for the people on the street, for our economy that surrounds it, for uh, the residents of our city today, and for our kids tomorrow who we want to have them grow up here, no matter what your political aff- affiliation is. Yeah. You want your kids to be safe, want to live here, be able to find housing. And that is has been one of the most uh, compelling things about this community conversation on the campaign trail. Oh, that's great. Because I, I think so often, and again, we think traditional politics and you think, oh, well, you know, I, I don't want to. I don't want to tell them the truth because I want I want it to be I'm positive. Really, I'm really bad at that, actually. <laughs> so tell me something that you've learned about yourself in this process. <laughs> well, um, in that vein, I guess I would say that uh, I'm not good at being that kind of a politician that's just going <laughs> to try to figure out what you want to hear and tell you that. Um, and I worried about that from the beginning Um Pardon my cold, by the way. I have a frog in my throat. But that I, I'm not that kind of politician. I, I tell you what I think you need to hear, the reality as I see it, the best facts that I have, acknowledging that we are in an iterative conversation yeah. almost mm. at every point, new information coming up. Um, and I, I'm always open to that. But that uh, I've learned that I can run a campaign and I can connect with residents and, and stakeholders in a way that is genuine um, without you know, doing, I think that standard stick of politicians of yeah. just telling you what you want to hear. All right. Here, here's, here's the real question. What are you going to do Wednesday morning? <laughs> <laughs> I wish, well, I'm planning on, I hope I win, you know, I, I can't count my chickens before they hatch, but that's why I'm running is to win. So I'd love to tell you I'm going to sleep in and have a big <laughs> breakfast with my family. But if I win, I'm probably going to be uh, at, at a radio station or on so the news be... at 545 in the morning. <laughs> the, the correct answer is right here. Oh. Right? <laughs> but I'm going to go on vacation this weekend, and I am looking forward to that. Very good. If you're just joining us, we're uh, doing one last round on the uh, Salt Lake City Mayor's Race. Aaron Mendenhall joining us in studio here on the extended version of Inside Sources. And uh, as we come down the home stretch, you know, again, a lot of people have that ballot still sitting on their kitchen table. Uh, Some people uh, are old school. They want to go in there and cast that ballot tomorrow. Uh, This is your chance for uh, a closing argument. Uh, I often say, what is the the last thing you want that uh, citizen to think about Uh, before they cast a vote in the mayor's race. Yeah, thank you for asking that. Uh, And I've told you before that we send out about 90,000 ballots here in Salt Lake City. And even for this general election, we'll be lucky if half of the people Mm -hmm. cast their ballot. All you have to do is sign your name, fill in a bubble, and stick it in the mailbox today. Today. If you don't do it today, you've got to take that ballot, 
to the ballot box at a polling location or at one of the ballot drop box stations in order for it to be counted tomorrow. But come on, people, it's so easy to vote. (laughs) We couldn't make it easier. You don't even have to use a stamp. So please have your voice heard, whoever you vote for. It's so important. And we've made democracy and access to it as easy as we can here in Salt Lake City. So please first have your vote counted and your voice heard. Uh, But I would say, secondly, that we've had 12 years of former state legislators running Salt Lake City with Mayor Becker and then Mayor Biskupski. I have six years of on the ground in City Hall. It is my toolbox. It is what I've been working on. These issues, as complex as they are, from golf courses to streets to homeless services um, to the air quality and our our, uh, environment around here. I am passionate about Salt Lake City. Even when I'm sick with a cold, I've got the energy <laughs> and excitement around doing this work and working with our community at every step. I hope Salt Lake voters will decide to put someone into the mayor's office who knows how to run City Hall on day one. That's what I'm here to offer. Okay. And and, and give me this uh, lesson as well, because I think you learn a lot of, about people in terms of what they look at perspective-wise. Uh, if, if you were to come up short, uh, tomorrow in the uh, the ballot count here in Salt Lake City, uh, what would have made all of this cold and effort and <laughs> and energy and grief? Uh, what would make it all worth it? What would be the thing you would take away, even if uh, you come up a little short tomorrow? Oh, it is it is for sure worth it. There's no doubt in my mind that no matter what happens, I am so glad. I'm grateful that I had the chance to do this. What truly, what an honor it is to run for mayor of your capital city a city that I love, and the whole experience has made me fall more in love with Salt Lake City, being able to unpack all the intricacies, people's hopes and frustrations, their visions for the future of our city, and be able to have this conversation truly with my community over the last eight months. It's absolutely worth it. So even for your listeners out there, I hope that you'll think about running for office wherever it is you live. City Council is the coolest part-time job you can have. (laughs) You get to know your community in a way you could never imagine imagine. So happy election eve. Think about running yourself and uh, participate in our democracy. Let your voice be counted tomorrow and vote. Okay. Fantastic. Aaron Mendenhall, thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today. Nurse that cold. You got 24 more hours to go and uh, good luck to you down the stretch. Thank you, Boyd. All right. Again, for those of you who are just joining us, uh, Aaron Mendenhall joining us. We'll also have Luz Escamilla will join us here at 1135. You're listening to the extended version of Inside Sources. Uh, We will be here every day from uh, 11 to noon. taking you behind the scenes for critical conversations, helping you make sense of the news and uh, getting things done. And obviously on uh, Election Eve, uh, a lot going on. As a reminder, if you are going to mail in your ballot, it must be postmarked today must be postmarked today. So I wouldn't just put it in your own mailbox. I'd get it to a mail (laughs) uh, post office uh, or get it to one of the drop-off locations. If you have any questions, you can go to uh, vote.utah.gov. You can find out uh, where the locations are in your area. Uh, Make your voice heard. Uh, Be part of that critical conversation. I love the fact that uh, Aaron Mendenhall just encouraged everyone to get involved in the process uh, and make sure your your voice is heard. That's real critical. Uh, One of the things we're going to talk about as we get through the hour today are some of those questions that you should be asking yourself uh, as a voter. Not a question for a candidate, but a question for yourself. Uh, And one of those for me is what when you listen to the candidate, where does your mind go? Does your mind go just to the candidate? Is it about uh, their vision of themselves in office? Or do you find yourself thinking about you and your family or your neighborhood and community? 
where does that lead? We have far too many politicians whose only vision is a vision of themselves in office, uh, and it's time to, to change that game. So get out and vote today and tomorrow. Uh, it is time, Utah. So we're going to continue that conversation. Uh, don't go anywhere. This is Boyd Matheson. I'm the opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you on Inside Sources, 11 to noon, right here on KSL News Radio. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you're off to a fantastic Monday. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you on the new slot for Inside Sources. The extended edition will be with you every day here from 11 to noon. Uh, so great to be with you today. A lot of ground to cover in just 60 ticks. So uh, you want to make sure you're with us all the way through. Uh, pick up the KSL News Radio app powered by Any Hour Services. A great way to make sure you don't miss anything. Uh, you can also pick up the podcast as well. Uh, as always, I want to know what's on your mind, what's happening in uh, your area. So uh, weigh in on the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Five seven five zero zero five seven five zero zero. Always want to know what's on your mind. Uh, what you're thinking as we have these important conversations. Uh, we just had Erin uh, Mendenhall uh, join us, candidate for mayor, and uh, made her closing argument. Uh, now we're very pleased to be joined live on the line uh, with Luz Escamilla. Uh, Luz, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you, Boyd, and congratulations on your new format and your new show. This is very exciting. Oh, wonderful, and we appreciate you joining us. Uh, we know you have just a few things to do over the next 36 hours, so we <laughs> appreciate you stepping aside and and, and joining us. And I, I want to ask you a couple of questions, uh, maybe a little off the radar. Uh, I think we, we know where you are on inland ports and uh, air quality and homelessness and some of those things, uh, but I want to ask a, a couple things that I think will help uh, voters as they get ready for that last decision, whether they've still got that ballot sitting on their kitchen counter, uh, which I will remind them, you've got to get that in. It has to be postmarked today. Get it to a post office, not just your own mailbox. Uh, or, of course, you can vote tomorrow and you can find uh, all those locations on vote.utah.gov. Uh, so I want to ask you first, uh, Luz, uh, what's the most surprising thing you've learned about the citizens uh, here in Salt Lake City as you've uh, traveled about, as you've met with them in their homes, as you've knocked a lot of doors? What's the most surprising thing you've learned about the people of Salt Lake City? Um, it's been really, uh, it's been a journey, I'll say this. And, and I, the most surprising part is how much we share in commonalities between East, West, North, and South. Wow. Most people just want that good quality of life and the opportunity for others to enjoy that quality of life. I've really been pleased to see that everyone, whether they're in Federal Heights or, you know, the East Benches, they care deeply about what's happening on the West Side and vice versa and how it reflects in the entire city. If people are doing well, if they have access to affordable housing, if they have, you know, we can all breathe good air quality, um, people react and that's what they want. They also are thinking about their grandkids and their children and the opportunity for them to stay here in Salt Lake City and have a good life in Salt City. So I, it, those two things have been very, uh, I mean, just very obvious. It's been very, people feel very passionate about this. 
it's been really um, empowering to see how much people care. Uh, that's that's great. I think that is one of the things that we ought to be exporting uh, from Salt Lake City and from the state to back to Washington, D.C. I think uh, I just think that is so true. And I, I appreciate you pointing that out, that we do have so much in common and, and that people are interested, genuinely interested in in others. Uh, Luz, now I want to ask you a little a little on the personal side. What's the what have you learned about yourself uh, in this entire process? Um, you know, it's been um, a great, uh, just growing experience. I've, my my strength for patience, <laughs> it's been tested, and I just feel really good. It's, you know, this has been a long process, and just the ability of um, not reacting. Um, there's been times where I wanted to react, and I, it's been great just to see how I'm able to sometimes you know, even waiting 48 hours to make some decisions as things were happening. And I, I find that to be a, a good a thing that my dad, before he passed away, was he told me about this as he was, you know, dying uh, in the hospital just a year ago. He, he told me about being patient. And he wrote it down for me because he couldn't talk <laughs> much. Um, and it was really good to, to be able to put that in practice. It's been in my head this whole process. And, and I feel good. I mean, I'm like, I've learned that. And it's, it's, a, you know, it's a learning experience. But patience is so critical, this ability to just not be reactionary, but really just stay and think about it and talk to others and get their feedback. It's been really good. That yeah. process has been good. Yeah, that's great. Great. Uh, that's great insight, not only for a, uh, a politician or a leader. I think that's good. Uh, that's good for all of us to exercise that patience a little bit. Well, Luz, I, w- I want to give you a moment now. And if you're just joining us, we have Luz Escamilla on the line. Uh, we are doing our final breakdown in terms of the Salt Lake mayor's race. It is a close race. It is going to be a turnout. The vote who shows up, who casts ballots today and tomorrow. Uh, so every voice is going to matter. Every vote is going to count. Uh, and so, Luz, I want to give you uh, uh, an equal opportunity to uh, to do closing argument. This is uh, the last thing. What do you want people thinking about as they do cast that ballot, either by mail today or uh, in person tomorrow? Great. Well, thank you, Boyd, and uh, thank you for this opportunity. My message to Salt City voters is this: we're in critical times. We are growing. Our city is growing, um, and this comes with a lot of opportunities, but also a lot of challenges. And I think the, the leader of the city, the next mayor, needs to be a mayor that could uh, balance all of those issues and be able to work in a collaborative effort in making sure we solve them. It will take certain type of skills, not only to have a, a sustainable solid city, but a well-managed city that operates a, a corporation of 3,000 people. And I'm asking people to just look at my, my experience, both in the public sector as an elected official for 11 years in the Senate, but also in the private sector and nonprofit sector where I manage projects and I work in in banking and small businesses. And also to look at my record uh, as a legislator and how I've been effective working as a member of the minority party in the state legislature and how critical it is for Salt Lake City to become a strong capital city to work with the state, the counties, and other municipalities. Okay, fantastic. Uh, and as you as you come down this home stretch again, knowing you've you've got about thirty six hours uh, left to go, uh, tell me one thing that would make all of this worth it. Even even if you came up a few votes short uh, on Tuesday evening, what what would it make all of this experience and the effort worthwhile to you? You know, it's, it's already been worthwhile, Boyd. I mean, the fact that people have come out 
of nowhere. Like, it's been great to see the energy for this campaign, for the message as a group. And this is not about me. It's really about a team of people that deeply care for Salt Lake City, that want to move that city forward as a strong capital city. So to me, the fact that we've come together as a team is what makes it so strong for me. And it's already worth every every penny, every, uh, you know, every... <laughs> hour that I haven't spent with my family, but just the idea of all coming together. But I'll tell you what, if we can get more than 50% to participate of this election, it will really be a strong message. I mean, we really uh, have to show that more than 50% of registered voters will make the decision for Salt Lake City. We need people to really take a minute to just drop that ballot, as you mentioned, today and still tomorrow up to 8 p.m. in those ballot boxes. And if they, they want to go and do the exercise, the process of getting out and Signing your name or, you know, pressing that button, please do it. We really need every person so we can have a, a, a more of a collaborative effort again, even as a city, when we, we exercise our right to vote. Okay, fantastic. Luz Escamilla, Luz, good luck down the stretch. Uh, we will all be watching closely as uh, we roll through the day tomorrow and uh, into Wednesday. Thanks for your efforts. Thank you very much, Bobby. Good luck with your show. All right, that's Luz Escamilla. So we've had both uh, Aaron Mendenhall and Luz Escamilla joining us here on the inaugural uh, 11 to noon version of Inside Sources. Appreciate their taking some time off the critical campaign trail as they come down the home stretch. Uh, Texter just came in and says, what about the drop boxes? Uh, again, you can drop them off there today and tomorrow as well. Uh, and you can always check on vote.utah.gov if you have any question about your polling location or where you can drop your ballot off. All right, time to step aside. When we come back, we'll do a quick wrap on uh, what's happening on the election front. Also want to talk about some things up at the University of Utah on mental health. Stay with us. This is Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News, right here on KSL News Radio Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. This is Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you on the new time slot for Inside Sources, 11 to noon. Market, be ready. If you miss, make sure you go to the podcast, pick that up, or make sure you've got the KSL News Radio app uh, by uh, our friends at Any Hour Services and uh, follow along. We've got a lot to talk about every day. 60 minutes goes by super fast, so a lot of ground to cover. Uh, we've been talking a lot of uh, Utah politics today, obviously, as we get ready for the election tomorrow. Uh, I do want to throw in just one quick uh, hit, uh, something that I've been talking a lot about of, in terms of questions we ought to be asking ourselves as voters. When we look at a candidate, before we push that button, before we mark that ballot and send it in, uh, one of the things that I always want to ask is, how is, this how is this person positioned to show political courage? Uh, we have so many in politics these days that are making every decision on some kind of consultant certified pollster approved decision tree uh, of what's going to allow them to stay in office. And to win their next election, their re-election. And so my question that I think we all need to be thinking about as voters is how is this person really positioned to show courage? Are they going to make the hard decisions? Are they going to have honest conversations with me about the issues of the day? Or are they just going to tell me what I want to hear so they can get elected and re-elected? Because to me, the real test of leadership is are you willing to lose your job to do the right thing. In other words, are you willing to risk losing election or re-election so that you can stand on the right principle, so that you can talk about the right kind of policy at the right level, 
to give people what they really need, not just what they think they want? Uh, that's an important question. Uh, I think it was really nice to, to listen to both Aaron Mendenhall and Luz Escamilla uh, talk in those terms. Uh, they've both been very impressive to me saying, hey, I, I'm going to have the hard conversation. I'm going to show patience on things that need patience. I'm going to be honest about the tough things that we've got to talk about, whether that's homelessness, whether that's affordable housing or air quality or whatever it may be. Uh, because remember, it's not about not having disagreements. It's how we disagree. And when we have honest conversations about what we disagree on, uh, we can have much better conversations, more productive conversations, conversations that will ultimately lead us to higher ground, to better decisions, better communities, uh, better state. Uh, And to me, that's the Utah model. That's the Utah way. And that's what we ought to be exporting uh, around the country and particularly to Washington, D.C., All right, as we wrap up uh, this inaugural uh, 11 to noon version of Inside Sources, uh, I want to hit something that uh, I think is so important in our community, and that is dealing with mental health. We've had a lot of conversations over the years here at KSL News Radio and in the pages of the Deseret News and online about mental health in this state, uh, particularly for our young people. As we look at teens and anxiety and depression, suicide rates and so on, uh, it is a uh, it is a big issue that needs real attention and real focus uh, and was very pleased today to hear that the Huntsman family has pledged a historic $150 million gift to the University of Utah to establish a mental health institute, really taking things on like they have with cancer. Uh, I think this is so important. I want to play a quick clip uh, from uh, President Ruth Watkins up at the University of Utah as they made this announcement this morning. It's my honor to announce that the Karen and John M. and Karen Huntsman family has committed $150 million to establish the Huntsman Mental Health Institute at the University of Utah. All right, that's a, uh, that is a big number and that is a big commitment and one that we all should applaud uh, and not just applaud. Uh, this is not one of those that we should all just sit back and say, oh, good. Well, we're glad someone has finally taken that on or someone's going to really invest some significant resources into it. It's much, much more than that. I want to play a, a second uh, bit of sound from Ruth Watkins uh, in looking at where does this go next? This mental health institute will build on the work of the University Neuropsychiatric Institute and serve as a national center of excellence in research, treatment, education and community outreach. This gift will transform mental health well-being in the state of Utah. All right. So, again, transformational is the word that I hear uh, coming out of that. And, and I hope that it will be transformational, not just in terms of the research that is done, not just in terms of the resources that will be provided, but this needs to be transformational in terms of how we all talk about it as individuals, in our families, in our neighborhoods, and in our communities. Uh, This is a a big issue uh, that requires all of us to jump in. This is one of those, uh, I often joke that I I don't agree with Hillary Clinton on a host of things, uh, but when she said it takes a village, she was right. Uh, Now, who the village is, we may disagree on. Uh, the, The village is not the government. The village is us. The village is us. And so we need to reach, reach out to that neighbor in need. We need to, to reach out and make sure we're, we're helping and lifting. And it's one of the things we're going to do every day here on Inside Sources from 11 to noon. We're going to finish every day with a call to action, uh, a call to strive to get to higher ground together. And again, we may not always agree on the exact path or the best method or how fast or which way, uh, 
but we're going to have conversations about what we can do uh, to actually make a difference and, and help people get on that path. And for those who are struggling with depression, anxiety, uh, thoughts of self-harm, your job today is to hold on. Uh, I hope you recognize in the generosity of the Huntsman family and the efforts at the University of Utah that that's just the beginning of the beginning. And there are people all around you uh, who can help you hold on. And I want you to recognize today uh, how important that holding on really is. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was back in uh, Boston, Massachusetts, and uh, heard just a, a great address uh, given by M. Russell Ballard of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, who was reminiscing on the Mayflower and uh, what uh, role those stalwart pilgrims uh, took as they uh, came across the water in search of freedom. And he shared the story of John Howland. Now, most people don't know who John Howland is, even though over 2 million Americans now trace their ancestry through John Howland. Uh, He was a young man on the Mayflower. He was actually uh, lower than a citizen. He was an indentured servant uh, to John Carver on that. Uh, And in the description uh, that uh, came out of that voyage and all of the struggles they had, William Bradford, of course, took a lot of the notes uh, for that voyage. And he talked about the big storms that they were under. And he said during one of those storms that John Howland, again, this young indentured servant, uh, went up on deck. And as the, the boat pitched and rolled in the storm, he was thrown off the boat. And everyone expected that to be the end of John Howland. Uh, But as he was in that water, uh, in that big storm, he caught on to what's called the top cell uh, halyard, a rope, a rope trailing at the heat way back behind the boat. Uh, And it says, even though this is from uh, William Bradford's journal, he said, even though he was several fathoms under the water, so he's way under the water, he held on. And by that same rope, they got him up to the surface of the water. Uh, for a period of time. And then finally, they got a boat hook. And by other means, they got him onto the ship. And even though uh, he was a a pretty lifeless mess at that point, uh, but he survived. And not only did he survive, uh, he made it to the new world. He married. And out of his posterity, you have uh, George H.W. Bush, George Bush, Franklin Roosevelt, uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, Uh, along with a host of others. And so here, because one young man was willing to hold on, literally changed the course of history, even more so than a lot of the famous people on the Mayflower, John Howland impacted the world in a significant way. And that's what we've all got to remember. We have to hold on because you matter. If you're struggling with mental health, hold on today. There are resources. There are people available. You've got to hold on. All right, that's going to wrap up the inaugural edition uh, of Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Stay with us on KSL News Radio, and as always, see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. Mobile app for KSL News Radio. Listen at home or anywhere you go. Brought to you by. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.